it's not babies. It's regression. That's the fetish. everyone. Today we're talking with Sam Vargas from the University at Buffalo's student-run newspaper, The Spectrum. Sam is a senior features editor on the paper, a division of the paper that highlights individuals and communities. She is an English and film double major with a minor in sociology, and she is a mother of her cat, Simon, as well as a foster mom to kittens in her spare time. Thanks for joining us, Sam. Thanks for saying such nice things about me. (laughs) So today we're talking about um, an upcoming piece that you're doing on a community most people probably aren't aware even exists. It's the ABDL community, which stands for Adult Baby Diaper Lovers. Sam is not a part of the community, but she did get a chance to interview some people that are. Do you mind giving us a little background, Sam? Yeah, so like, thanks for making the distinction. Um, I feel like it's not that secret anymore because there has been so many exposés on like mainstream TV shows but um, I wanted to start out of the gate with something insane and see what the reception would be because you know it's not like a secret anymore Riley who I interviewed yesterday she was on TLC about it you know it's pretty mainstream like people people have seen yeah these people (laughs) people have seen these people (laughs) Um, All right. Um, how did you come across the community in the first place? I've known about this. The um, the TLC episode came out in 2011, uh, My Strange Addictions, and the episode was I'm Addicted to Being a Baby. <laughs> um, and so I've known about it for a long time. So, like, I feel like it's not a secret that these people exist. And there's, like, you know, there's weirder sub-communities than this. The only reason I started this piece is because the woman who was featured in uh, My Strange Addictions in 2011, the episode said that she lived in Buffalo. <laughs> so <laughs> you were just like... So I was like, I'm going to see if her name she'll Ry- talk Rilo to me. Riley Kilos. Riley Kilos. And she made up that name, right? No, that's her real name. Her, um, oh. her, her porn name is... Gotcha. Her porn name is um, Sadie Hawkins. Oh, okay. That mm-hmm. was... <laughs> I was under the impression that that was her real name and... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Riley Kylo, Kilo, Kilo was her <laughs> was her stage name. I don't know why. I thought it was supposed to be a play on <laughs> on Riley Kylo, <laughs> Rilo Kylie. Anyway, so what were your thoughts before engaging with the people from the community? My thoughts were in the very beginning was no one's going to talk to me. No one's going to admit this. No one's going to go on record. No one's going to, like, <clears throat> be uh, open about it. And I have been rejected by a few people for interviews because there, like, is a really big community in Buffalo. People are really excited when they're approached with something to talk about themselves that would be inherently negative but isn't. So, like, I'm not writing a piece that's just bullying these people. Right. Like, I'm not going to – and that's not how you write um, a journalistic piece anyway. It has to be unbiased. It has to be um, 
neutral and it kind of just is framed by who you talk to. But I want to go back to specifically this community in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's the quote unquote Buffalo syndicate, right? So there are like, so there's like an actual community of people Mm -hmm. who like get together and. Um, But they do, they just meet in public. They have a big um, community on fetlife.com, which is, it's fetishlife.com and they have all the subcategories. And when I was looking for like a community to write about, that's what I looked at. The furries are next. I'm coming for the furries. Did you, I watched this uh, YouTube video of like this girl, she went to a furry convention and she met a bunch of furries and like they were super nice to her and she's like, I have like a new perspective on like the furry community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fine that people have their lifestyle choices like yeah it's not hurting anyone it's exactly as long they as there's no one no one's being harmed like live your life yeah so. it's they always want to make the distinction that it's not babies it's regression right. that's the fetish um so they get pointed at and they're like hey you're a pedophile and that's not really um true or fair it's just like a coping mechanism and when i spoke to people it's called a fetish but fetish doesn't mean sexual all the time it's just kind of like a pleasurable um lifestyle choice oh okay yeah i didn't know that yeah there's some people that don't have any like sexual um implications with it at all which like is unexpected thinking about it from a mainstream perspective but people just want to live like that cool what were some of the common themes of behavior that you learned about after speaking with some of the members of the community? The common, like what they do? Yeah. Um, a big thing, which is in the name, is um, some people are really drawn to diapers, which, you know, talking to people that aren't in the community, like that's strange. And I don't even understand it, and it wasn't really explained to me in a way that um, is transferable mentally. But um, when I spoke to Riley, she said that she was drawn to diapers at an early age. So wearing diapers, and um, I guess a big theme also across um, the interviews I've done is gender dysphoria oh really yeah so riley kilos is a um, transgender individual and has not had like surgery Mm. to change anything and she said that wearing a diaper created sort of a barrier like a neutralizing barrier because it's so thick and so like concealing mm-hmm. that it oh yeah I, I guess that is like understandable mm-hmm. not that it has to be but like that makes sense in my head yeah um so would you say that that's like there are a lot of um people who are like trans in the community because of like the diaper wearing or just like in general it just trends towards like people that are trans um i would be able to say there's not like statistics on it because it's so secret right I just meant like at like after like the research that you mm-hmm. did and like the interviews that you did like if you had met or interacted with or seen 
other transgender people? Hmm. It's hard. It's hard to say. I would say it's more so a lot of people that want to play on the regressive um, and domination fetish. Okay. Can you talk about that? (laughs) Yeah. So, like, (laughs) um, a big feature of the community is the baby and then caretaker relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, which everyone has seen, I'm sure, in some mainstream way, (laughs) in some some TLC episode. But uh, I would say, yeah, I I would say that that's, like, a big factor. Because not everyone wants to be like bound in latex and um like punched in the face so i'm curious i don't know if you know the answer to this but like so there's obviously like the the babies Mm -hmm. in the um community and then there's like so are there also like caretakers there are people who are like just they are like into the people that are babies because you said like there's the caretaker and yeah so I haven't met any. I haven't spoken to any caretakers un- unless this relationship that just emailed me this morning um, oh, ends yeah. up being that. Um, that's where the lines get blurry for me. Again, I haven't, you know, I haven't met people. I haven't talked about it. Right. And you can't really Google something like that. <laughs> but that's kind of, um, it's definitely like a domination fetish. But, you know, so many people associate it with um, child abuse. And it's like, you know, I can't s- talk for these people. Right. But, uh, yeah, so I would like to talk to someone that... Was a caretaker to, like, caretaker. see, like, what their perspective is. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would give you a little bit more insight on, um, like, the community's perspective mm-hmm. of, like, the negative connotations of it. Um, was there anything surprising that you heard or learned from this lifestyle, speaking with the people who take part? I guess it's just how willing people are to, like, come out of it. Um, Riley Keelers is now 33, living in Pennsylvania, and we were talking about how her career has advanced because she was doing um, porn pornography when the, the episode was shot, and now she... She is still camming, but she's also, like, writing a whole book about her experience. And she doesn't sleep in a crib anymore. And it makes you wonder, like... Oh, she doesn't? No. So it makes you wonder, is it, like, a phase? Or is it a lifestyle? I mean, like, people go through phases of, like, lifestyle choices, too. So, I mean, it can be both. Mm -hmm. It just makes them trick one. Which is fine, you know. Not hurting anyone. Right. A big aspect to the uh, the <laughs> Panera meetups is, you know, you can't be physically, um, like it can't be visible that you're participating in the, a fetish, because okay. you can't involve strangers that don't consent, and consent is a really big part of it, which is good. That's cool. Like that's awesome that they have like those rules mm-hmm. and like establish it, um, keeping like everyone safe. Um, um, I want to go back to um, this idea of, like, a fetish versus a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, were you surprised to find out that there were, like, two sides of the community? Um, that, like, yeah, that it's, like, the sexual fetish side and then, like, the I just want to live as a baby. Um, I've always known that 
regression was like a um, a response to trauma. So I guess in a way, I wasn't surprised. It just seems, you know, there are people out there that are, that are doing it really hardcore and like with a caretaking partner and it's completely unsexual or non-sexual according to them. I guess it is a strange thought to distinguish between the lifestyle choice and the fetish, but that's coming from someone who is not a part of either. Right. They don't really want publicity. It's too late now. They're kind of a mainstream group, which yeah. I think is good and will prevent well, them from being targets. Right. I mean, like, pe- the more people know about it, the more informed. Yeah. But a are. common theme across my interviews was just leave us alone to other people. Well, it sounds like, again, like they have um, rules and make sure that everyone in the community and outside of the community is like safe and mm-hmm. consent is a big thing. So, yeah, it's not harming anyone. Um, obviously, there are sometimes negative connotations associated with um, the ADDL community. And um, I know that you've addressed in your interviews um, the subject of like pedophilia and child abuse. Um, so could you speak a little bit about your opinion on the negative connotations? Going into it as someone who is unaware of the community, like it's, it, I think it's fair that the first thought is, um, does this translate to child abuse or um, pedophilia? And I think that's why the community has such a hard time going mainstream in a way that's um, publicly acceptable. A big part of public communities and the groups is consent, which is important. I just feel like, yeah, because they they do have like a, like people know of them. Um, I think with that comes like more acceptance and understanding of like them, of these people as like a community within themselves that doesn't that aren't pedophiles yeah. like they're they're all adults they're all consenting and they're all only interacting with themselves and like even you, you even said that like with the meetups they um they have to be like concealed like they can't be showing that they're um a part of like their fetish group like they wouldn't be able to put on the the onesie and yeah. go um in like the baby mode and like order coffee at Tim Hortons and like the fact that it is like concealed I mean people should just not care about it Mm. like they shouldn't be getting shit (laughs) in your opinion why do you think people are drawn to this lifestyle um I think it's a a regression play and it's a dominance play it's understandable yeah yeah it's not for everyone. Well, didn't you say that, like, with um, Riley Kilo, mm-hmm. that's her name, um, she, because she's transgender, she didn't grow up as a mm-hmm. woman. Um, so she, you said that, like, her regression was because, like, she wanted to kind of feel like a baby girl. Mm-hmm. So, like... There's that. There, um, there seems to be a pattern of abuse in the childhood too 
Okay. So, but I, of course, I can't speak for everyone. Right, right. But, um, but like, the, if you've heard that or, yeah. yeah. I guess it's kind of just what I expected to find. Yeah. yeah. I knew it wasn't, like, a pedophile ring going into it. I've also just known about it for years. Right. Um, I remember going on the Instagram hashtag for APDL mm-hmm. because I saw it once, and then I just saw all these people, and I was like, that was, like, my first... Um, interaction with this community mm-hmm. when your whole adolescence is built off of those um like two girls one cup <laughs> type videos like <laughs> nothing affects me anymore i'm a ruined person <laughs> and i can write about anything in i mean it just way. kind of makes you like tolerant to like any new random thing yeah. that comes your way right bdsm is mainstream yeah mm-hmm. that went crazy mainstream because of tumblr really um <laughs> It's really similar when you, like, get down to it. Like, I know it's um, strange and wearing a diaper is, like, a strange phenomena to people. But, like, at the bare bones of it, yeah, it's I BDSM. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because there's, like, the dominance and submission. Mm-hmm. That's BDSM, or half of it at least. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. All right. Awesome. Thanks for joining me to talk about your experience with the Buffalo ABDL community and ABDL in general. Um, I'm looking forward to reading your article when it comes out. But yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And be sure to pick up a copy of The Spectrum on campus. (laughs) 